Hello and welcome to Good Sex, Bad Sex. It's a podcast from metro.co.uk. It's a bit like sex over 50. Oh. But with less groans. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Well, you say that. I'm B.B. Lynn. I'm Miranda Kane. And coming up, we are, I'm so thrilled we have this woman on our show. We mm-hmm. don't deserve her. Oh. We don't deserve I mean, I I deserve her. Yes. You yes. don't deserve her. Yeah. It's international sex expert and best-selling author, Tracy Cox. <laughs> Cox. Wow. <laughs> um, so, BB. Yeah. Sex over 50. Yeah. <laughs> which is something you don't know anything about. <laughs> You are something else today, lady. I know everything about it. I just don't share. I well, just don't share. Share, share, share information. Share knows more about sex over 50 than I do. Um, no, this, I've interviewed Tracy a few times okay. and I've had the joy of Tracy and she's sober and you're going to absolutely love her. Um, and this book sounds fantastic. And as I was saying to Tracy in a, in a most recent interview, I'm so glad that I'm... 50 in the in my 50s now because mm. it just seems so different to how it was then and, yeah. and um, this book is full of amazing advice that confirms what I'm thinking and even sets us on an even happier path <sighs> boom Ooh. hi I'm Tracy Cox I am an international sex expert and the author of Great Sex Starts at 50 <sighs> well this is the big one Oh, yeah. It's the big one, Miri. Yes. We've only got, to my right, to your left, international sex expert and best-selling author, Tracy Cox. Yay! Well done. Tracy, oh my God, I can't believe we've never met. It's so ridiculous. I feel like the world's kind of kept us apart. It certainly has. I don't know why. Maybe the the world knew. So you've got a new book, Mm -hmm. Great Sex Starts at 50. Yes. Does it really? It can do. It can start at 50. I think what, what generally happens, though, is that, I mean, I, I'm i 58 now, but I, when I, I sort of went through menopause at 48, so I kind of hit 50 early after that. I thought, this is not going to happen to me. I'm a sex expert. I know everything about sex. Everything else is going to happen to everybody else, but not me. And, of course, it did. And what basically happens is that uh, estrogen just sort of trickles out of your body and under the floorboards mm-hmm. and along with it goes testosterone and you're looking absolutely shocked at this this news <laughs> um and it, along with that goes you know spontaneous desire so what happens is you know that feeling that you used to get that was like you know you're doing the dishes and you're suddenly thinking god give me someone to have sex with just disappears and and people are like and well I was just like what happened you know really what happened but what you need to do is you then need to turn around and create desire so you've got to like look at your erotic triggers and you know get yourself in the mood whereas before you probably didn't need to get in the mood if you had uh you know quite a good libido but um but yeah I mean before I used to cut my arms off to get sex and post 50 or post 48 in my case I wouldn't even have loped off a little toe it was just like yeah whatever I mean thank god it's back again but it took work it took a lot of research and work it's changing your head around and it's 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 giving up things like um I mean it stops it's stopping trying to be young sex post 50 and sex you know before 50 are two completely different beasts. Like, like I said, you, you've got spontaneous desire. After 50, you've got to create desire. You've got penetration-focused sex beforehand. Post-50, 
vaginal dryness, as we've talked about BB before, vaginal dryness happens, you know, wobbly erections for men, all these things that you think you're never going to have to deal with, you have to deal with. So sex becomes different. It's less penetration focused, more foreplay focused, more interesting for women in lots of ways, I have to say. And lots of older couples report that sex is, you know, a lot more satisfying. I think women particularly can enjoy sex much better as they get older because they become fearless. I mean, you're an example, BB. You know, I'm an example. You, you care less about what people think. You, you, you worry less about being a people pleaser. And, and especially in bed, you become far less people pleasing than you've ever been really when you, and, you know, and there are so many women who give up on relationships that they probably should have got rid of ages ago in their 50s, start out again, and then just having a fantastic time with, you know, lots of young men and all sorts of yummy things out there. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> there seems to be a time where you know when you're young then you get all the older men and then you swap all the yeah, way through exactly. you get all the younger ones i think i'm on the brink uh the last the teaspoons actually he's younger than me so. yeah but <laughs> does this all depress you no no it's it's because it feels like something that you, that i'm touching i'm 38 so i feel like i'm touching on it at the moment anyway and also i feel like that's 12 yeah. <laughs> well you but, i mean you're I'm annoyed you're 58 because annoyed me. <laughs> but I, I feel like there's not generational gap but a weird generational thing where younger people um, like you know that, that are in their 20s are feeling all this pressure because of online porn happening yeah. so you yeah. know when we were younger it wasn't so in your face and so direct but I feel for them yeah. they're now up with this this pressure of, of like you were saying of feeling like they need to look a certain way act a certain way and be a certain way in bed so I just think that it doesn't matter what age you are this kind of advice could go to someone who's younger as yeah. well who, yeah. who feels yeah. the same way yeah so yeah would there be something that you think is a is a crossover for the younger people um what in the book yeah um, this few chapters in the book which i think is so relevant um one of them is the chapter about you know what to do if you love your partner desperately but you don't want to have sex with them anymore and this happens this can happen when you're in your 20s i mean if you're with somebody for a long time and and it's such a funny thing because we we we're programmed to assume that if you really love somebody you're going to find them attractive and want to rip their clothes off you know all the the whole of the time that you're together and i mean i was talking to a young girl last night she's only 19 been in a relationship since she was 14 and saying, well, you know, I think there must be something wrong because I don't want to rip his clothes off anymore. And I said, look, you know, you're not, it's four years in, it's five years in actually in her relationship, five years in, very few people want to rip each other's clothes off. You've done it. You've been there. We're conditioned to want something new all the time. So you can keep sex good long-term, but you've got to fight past these generalizations that, you know, that TV feeds us. Like there was an episode in Dr. Foster, which really annoyed me, where she comes in. They'd been married something like 20 years or something, hadn't they? 10 years, 20 years. Yeah. And it was a Sunday night. And suddenly they just looked at each other and threw each other against the wall and literally tore their clothes off for no apparent reason. It was like, oh, yeah. please. There's no apparent reason. <laughs> no. I think <laughs> it happened. Frustrated and angry at Tom <laughs> No apparent reason. <laughs> like, it wasn't like she just found out he was having an affair. There was nothing to separate this Sunday night from any other Sunday night it was t- 
totally unrealistic. Do you find that representation on TV and film goes towards it as well? Because like you think of actresses over 50, but they're all the Jennifer Aniston's and they, they don't look over 50 at all. You know, we're supposed to be looking like Madonna or whatever. J-Lo. Or J-Lo. Swinging around in the air looking ridiculously good at <laughs> 50. Exactly. Yes, yes. So do you think there needs to, they, they, that yeah. representation also hurts people's libido? Of course it does. It does. I mean, movies and films and the representation of sex in movies and films has contributed to a lot of the problems. And this is the problem with sex is that there really aren't any problems with sex if you're realistic about it. And I think the biggest thing we could all do is manage our expectations and stop thinking that what we're seeing you know, in the movies, in um, on TV, in porn, and it's real. None of it's real. Yeah. You know, the average person is just toodling along. Sometimes they're having great sex. Sometimes they're having rubbish sex. It just goes along in waves, isn't it? You're not consistently happy and ecstatically happy all the time or sad. You go up and down, and that's what happens with sex. How important is sex? Sex is it, they reckon it accounts for about 20% of a good relationship. And I think that's probably about right. If That's if the sex is good. If the sex is good, I think, it, you know, because you can't be having sex all the time, even in the beginning, you're not having sex all the time. So you have to have lots of other things to go with it. But if the sex is good and both of you are reasonably happy, it's about a quarter of the enjoyment of a relationship. If the sex is bad, all of a sudden it poisons everything else. It's because you because good sex does so much for us. It makes us feel attractive. It makes us feel desired. It, you know, it's great for our health. Um, we feel intimate, mental health, intimate, connected to our partners. You know, if you if you stop having sex, suddenly, you know, there's unless you talk to your partner, you both decide to stop having sex. Um, all of a sudden, you're just friends, aren't you? And then that's when you're looking at the other one thinking, well, okay, I don't mind not having sex, but do they mind not having sex? Or actually, I'd quite like sex, but maybe they've gone off sex. Maybe they've gone off me. All sorts of doubts, um, you know, come in and then the whole relationship gets, you know, you're all a bit nervous and it starts to affect the whole relationship. Yeah. You know, earlier you said, so older sex, not older sex is a terrible thing to say, but, you know, post, fit, post 50 is less penetrative. But what if you want the P word? I'm going to go for it. Lube. It becomes, yeah. <laughs> yes, lube, um, estrogen pessaries are amazing. And if anybody's worried about, um, you know, the effects of HRT, which I think is amazing, um, then, if, you know, some people can't take it. But, if, but pessaries, you just insert and they don't cause, I mean, the side effects are so minimal, it's just not ridiculous. But they they literally give you the vagina of your youth. Suddenly it's like, oh my God, I've forgotten what lubricating feels like. <laughs> it's just extraordinary. Do you want to hear it? Do you want to hear a story? Yes. yes. Okay. So um, I know for a fact, sex can begin any age. Um, uh, and for my, <laughs> my dad, don't groan, my dad, he discovered his sex life at 60. Whoa. So yeah, he was a stamp collector. So when I was like, when he was raising me, uh, he, he was a stamp collector. He didn't right. have, you know, he didn't go out. He didn't, he did nothing. Who he was, was just, mom? oh, they got divorced years right. ago. So, but I, but he raised me. And so for years he was just collecting stamps and like, you know, he was, he was quite big in the philatical world. I'll have you know. <laughs> what, feet? <laughs> Loved him. And then at 60, that was when I left home, the internet happened. Right. And could not stop him he absolutely <laughs> was everywhere honestly he was going on singles dating nights he had like um a dirty phone so he had a normal phone and a dirty phone That's hilarious. yeah big daddy kane he was <laughs> oh absolutely God. and all my friends know about him because they're like your dad's me like they're like yeah my dad went through a bit of a midlife crisis but, but your you, dad how did you know about that how did you oh he was absolutely flagrant about it. he'd be telling us about oh, like because my sister's quite 
quite trendy. So she would take him out shopping to go and get his new outfit for dancing. He joined a dancing class and everything. Got a whole new wardrobe. I love it. On his little dirty phone. Like, because he, you know, it wasn't his normal phone. Because I'd be like, what phone is uh, And he'd be, you know, I'd be sort of like, you know, checking. Because you know, he had like, his computer was riddled with viruses because of all these dirty <laughs> sites that he was on. So I'd have to step in there and delete everything. And oh he'd be on the God. phone going, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, hello, Sandra. Yeah. Oh, is it a party tonight? Oh, what kind of party? Like in earshot, like almost like he wanted me to know because I was 23. I wasn't like 12, but he was like. <laughs> so I know that sex can begin, unfortunately, <laughs> for my dad, not for anyone else. Yeah. But yeah. you I'm you should not. No, because <laughs> it was my dad. My mum had a first orgasm oh, at 45. Tracy no. told me. I've told you before not to repeat that story. <laughs> <laughs> not, it's not me. I'm not Tracy's mum. But the point is, We'll say it now. Amanda needs to know. Yeah. Well, because my dad separated, obviously. Um, And then, well, not obviously. She could have had a first orgasm with my dad. But um, so she separated. Then she ended up going out with this um, German guy called Fred. But he was hilarious. And they had the type of sex that used to make my hair curl, honestly. And I'd just written my first book and she said, oh, darling, it's so lovely to be able to talk to you about this. You know, I can talk to you. And I'd be sitting there thinking, please. And then I'd go back and I'd make my brother and sister listen to me and they'd go, stop it. I don't want to know. Because I was like, if I have to live with this, you have to live with this. But, um, but no, it was great though that she did used to talk to me about it. And, um, but yeah, so... It can start at any age. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy for it to start yeah. at any age, but I'm just not entirely sure the kids need to know. No, the kids don't need to know. For me. <laughs> introduce my dad, your dad to me. Uh, oh, how would you feel about well, you being Well, he did your... die 10 years ago. Oh, but... no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> he had a great no, innings, honestly. No, no. He got to 60. Yeah, he died at 65. In them five years were the happiest oh, time of his life. So really? he... How could he die? Oh, it's the, uh, it was, he, um, he lost his turf war with the big C. So, yeah. But oh, no. he, I think uh, exhaustion, mate. It was exhaustion. Oh, how fantastic. Sorry, I mentioned your dad. Oh, no. I well, mentioned him first. Him. Yeah. <laughs> now I've just got a weird mental image. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about oh. that as well. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Tracy Cox, to my right, in your brilliant book, this is for every age group, and mm. I love this, but especially for us over 50s. Um, chapter one, the four things, you say there are four things that revolutionise your sex life. So the first one is manage your expectations, which is all about what we've been talking about. And and the, the main thing with, you know, sex over 50 is that young sex isn't necessarily the best sex. Mm. And we all have this image of, the, of a certain type of sex, which is meant to be the best sex, which is lusty, which is, you know, loads of hard thrusting, et cetera, et cetera doesn't have to be like that it doesn't mean that older sex is different I mean older sex is worse it's just different type of sex so I think we kind of talked about that didn't we jack rabbit sex oh jabberwocky I don't know my friend Siobhan used to do that and, and I never knew what she meant when she did it oh no jack hammer is like where it's just like dum, 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 yeah. dum, 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 dum. reminds me yeah. of that sex in the city episode remember yeah. oh yes <laughs> it's like god that's showing your age isn't it oh. that's, ju- that's still my most recent cultural reference <laughs> I drop it in. Or friends. Yeah. <laughs> or Pathé News. <laughs> Do 
<laughs> All right, number two, stop worrying about orgasms, which yes. is another oh, thing yeah. that, that translates to everybody because I think that we all are very guilty of thinking of sex as having like a beginning, a middle and an end. Yeah. And the end is always supposed to end with two orgasms, one each for both of you, etc. Very rarely ends like that for women, as we know. I mean, it's mostly men who have the orgasm at the end and women don't. But I think even so, orgasm isn't the point of sex. The point of sex is to actually enjoy the sensations on the way to orgasm because let's face it, orgasm only lasts like a few seconds, doesn't it? So so it's a bit dozy to just keep going just for that. Um, So if you take the orgasm away, it takes away a lot of the pressure on him to get an erection. It takes away the pressure on her if her nerve endings are a little bit um, less in, like like, a little bit, I want to say numb. They're not really numb. They're desensitized. It's because of blood flow. So what happens is blood flow isn't flowing around your body as much, and it's particularly around the genitals. So you find yourself turning your vibrator up to the highest sitting it will go to, to try and get any sort of... um, any sort of sort of orgasm from it so and you and orgasms change like I've noticed that for instance when I use my vibrate I have to use it on the side instead of where I used to use it so it's almost yeah different have you noticed anything like that different no it's disgusting I don't want (laughs) I thought I thought this was about literature and fine art I don't know where the hell I am I don't know what the fuck's happened today but I'm going I'm carrying I'm a professional so I'll see this through but then my agent will be in touch with someone She buys all the free sex toys we get. (laughs) (laughs) Only slightly used as well. (laughs) So it's it's expectation, managing expectations, not focusing on orgasms. Start having sex. I mean, use it or lose it really does apply to anything post 40. I mean, but you've really got to keep having regular sex to keep your genitals in good shape. If you don't have a partner, you need to be having regular sex with yourself. And I mean, there's just no end of, you know, list of how sex, how good sex is for you. Does that impact on sexual health as well as enjoyment? The use it or lose it? Yes, in terms of like lubrication, elasticity. Everything, yeah. Everything. I mean, if you want to have good, strong erections, keep having orgasms. If you want to have a, a, you know, vaginal, you know, canal that's nice and toned it's lubricated it's not you know because otherwise sex becomes incredibly uncomfortable and you know if you're having issues um post-menopause with dryness or with just anything go and see your doctor and don't be fobbed off with this oh just use a bit of lube i'm sorry lube just doesn't cut it you need more than that and if you feel like your doctor's too embarrassed to talk to you then ask to see another doctor or ask for a referral to a gynecologist and because we've had this before on the podcast where people have said that could be an issue for an underlying of course it could yeah, be a symptom for something into. else. Yes. So, especially with erectile dysfunction. Yeah. Especially. I mean, often it's the first sign of heart disease because it's, it's you know, blood flow that's not flowing in, in other areas, not just around the penis. So it can really be a lifesaver. But, of course, when you say this to men, they're even more terrified because yeah. they go to the doctor at any point. So if you say, actually, not only do you have erection problems, which is the the biggest psychological catastrophe that could ever yeah. ever yeah. hit a man but you also whatever dodgy ticker then then they really really go over more like in touch of the diabetes your choice <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you go for it exactly. it's very dark very quickly. <laughs> and what's number four number four is talk about sex there oh, you go uh, the same uh, one, which everybody freaks about yeah Every time I mention it, it's just like, what is wrong with everybody? The thing about talking about sex is it's the first conversation that you have that can be a little bit uncomfortable if you feel a bit embarrassed talking about sex. But every time a couple talk about sex, they get past that first conversation. They're like, why didn't we do this before? It's so easy. And it makes life so much easier when you can. So when you said earlier about a lot of the the post-50 issues are um, are physical, a lot are emotional, but the physical ones... 
I guess I'm 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 as intrigued by. And when you were saying that the blood flow is an issue, you write you design a range of sex toys. Mm. Do you have any of the sucky sucky ones? <laughs> no, not in my range. But I have tried the sucky sucky. What do you ones. think? Do you mean like the womanizer? Yeah. Do they mm. do they kind of boost blood um, flow? I I don't know. They probably do a little bit. You can get suction toys that actually are. Were, you know, they are meant to boost blood flow. But you don't really need to create suction to boost blood flow. You just have an orgasm because the minute you get aroused, all the blood rushes to that area anyway. So tell us about your range. The new range, which I designed to coincide with the book, is called the Soft Feel Range. And and it's um it's actually designed for two types of people, really. It's for people who find sex uncomfortable, which can be of any age, um, because of vaginal dryness, which is a huge problem. Who knew? I mean, it's like something like 40% of women of any age wow. report vaginal dryness. Yeah. Wow. I think it's, it's yeah, maybe it was post, it was post something really young, like maybe post 25 or something, oh, which was ridiculous, which something, I, mean, I was surprised at that because I didn't realise. I, I think it's actually not vaginal dryness. I think what they're reporting is not being aroused enough. Yeah. So I think it's called lack of foreplay myself <laughs> with, <laughs> with the younger. Laziness with the men. <laughs> so it's for women who find sex uncomfortable because the range is, or for people who are a bit older who also find sex uncomfortable. So it's made of, um, they're quite lovely actually. They're really squidgy. It's, they've got a layer of silicone on top of liquid silicone. So they're sort of, Squidgy toys. You want to play yes, with them the whole time. But that's enough about BB's tits. <laughs> they are. <fabulous. laughs> they are quite impressive, aren't they? Squidgy. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Actual squidging. Oh. I've just had sex. <laughs> now you're my longest relationship. <laughs> so they are designed. So they're quite, yeah, they're nice and squidgy. And they are designed for, so a lot of them are external. There's a Kegel training kit, which of course everybody hates doing Kegel exercises, but you must do them. Post 50. And these are little, um, they're like little eggs that you insert and squeeze around, which makes it so you know you're doing the exercise properly because otherwise you just squeeze your bum and you don't really know that you're squeezing oh, yeah. the right muscle. So, you sque- so, so just by keeping them in, you're doing it properly? Yeah. No, no, no. You well, insert them and then you squeeze uh-huh. around them. No. <laughs> no. They oh. should. <laughs> yeah. Where's your next row? Next row. Next row. doing them well. Like there's, that, um, you? <laughs> there's a nice slimline rabbit if you do like penetration, but it's, it's, you know, it's much softer. It's, it's more slimline than before. There's a fantastic one vibrator because... Because especially if your nerve endings do get, I mean, some people get more sensitive, some people get less sensitive, but one vibrator, so those ones that look like massive microphones, and they are, they, they are so popular because they produce a certain type of vibration, which is stronger than any other vibration. So, and they can cover a whole big area. So they are, you know, remember Frankie and Grace and Frankie? Yeah, yeah. amazing. Well, they designed that. They designed a one vibrator for that reason. Oh. So, um, so this is what, kind of what they designed, really. Oh. Why don't you um, do a BB Miranda range? Why haven't you thought of that before? I don't know. It's interesting. We're waiting for our ranges. They're certainly like a... (laughs) 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 The cut price vibrators. B&M, how dare you, Tracy Cotton. Get out of my studio. (laughs) 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 B&M. Be, 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 oh, home be, bargain. Be, be, be me. No, you've done no, it now. Be me. Be I. Be me. Be me. Be me. Sounds great. B and M. Sounds like the fucking pound shop. It does a bit. Sounds like B and Q, doesn't it? Oh my god. Be me. You ladies, please. There's a journalist in the room. Sorry, Tracy. Um. <laughs> I just so, so one of the 
the good things about your book is uh, I love the design because you could, you know, just leave that around on the coffee table for Cash, your partner. Casual. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's a nice casual hint, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Do you think people could use that as a bit of a, that, you know, despite, you don't have to read it, but if you've got it on your coffee table, then your partner's going to be like, oh, hello. Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, it's a fairly, fairly obvious cover, just like all my other covers. It's got sex in very big letters and 50 in very big letters. So I think if you're, mind you, if you're, if you're probably, if you're under 50, and you're reading this book, they might get a bit murry, worried. They might think, well, who's she sleeping with that's over 50? <laughs> or who's oh, sleeping 50 with? 50 people. 50, 50, 50, 50 people, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, 50 cent. Um, <laughs> 60s and 70s and 80s? Um, I think this book probably covers... 45, probably late 60s, depending on, I mean, depends. Some people are like not very healthy and fit at 45, are they? So mm-hmm. if you're fit and healthy, I reckon it does 45 to 65. Probably post, probably post 65, maybe they'd be, you'd need a little bit more because the health issues are a bit different, yeah. are they? Yeah. So that, that would be the only thing. Yeah. Everything else would probably stand the test. Please don't make me write another one. I'll not get for 60, <laughs> not for 70, Is not this for your 18. 17th book? Yes. Oh, my God. Wow. 17th That's book. That's amazing. That's it's brilliant. funny, is it? Because I honestly thought, what else can I say? Honestly, what else can I say? And then I hit 50 and it was like, right, okay, then. There's more to say. So <laughs> I know a lot about Tracy. Am I allowed to tell them about your special day of the week? Yes. So most of us three are at church on Sunday. Yeah. That's what Tracy Cox is doing. What? Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, but not in the way that we're doing it. <laughs> is that your little special sex day? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, do-, do you know what you're doing? You're doing that thing. You know, when, when you tell young people, I, when I told young people, <laughs> I was writing a book about sex with people over 50, they go, oh. No. No, it's a mixture, it. of, it's a mixture it. of, of jealousy <laughs> And patronisation. <laughs> no, <laughs> he's mainly jealousy. So B and M again. That'll upset. B and M. Rude. I want a sex day. How do yeah. you get a sex day? You have to. Well, is it with the same person? It Does it have to be with the same person? No, it doesn't have to be with the same person at all. But it just happens that this one is with the same person because I'm married now. I, see, I find it means anything, does it? Really? Very hard to find a willing volunteer. So no. that, <laughs> I know, so that I'm happens. surprised. Yeah. I know. So am Stop I, it. Tracy Cox. <laughs> so am I. So Despite my cut price, sex toy range. <laughs> <laughs> What's your husband like? Is he lovely? He is lovely. He's Aww. very, very nice. He was um he was in the bad books this morning, but we won't talk about that. No, oh, he's fine. He's nice. No, we're normal. Did he not turn up for Sunday service? Yes, he didn't turn up for. Su- <laughs> no, 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 no. We were a bit rushing around, and it's all a bit stressful when a book comes out. You're feeding in about a hundred things, and then yeah. we go into Australia soon. It's usual stuff, you know. But no, he's he's really really nice. He's very handsome. Well, I think he's handsome, and he's very easy. I mean, relationships are difficult, and I think probably I'm not the easiest person to have a relationship with because you've got to get over what I do and everything first, <laughs> and and I'm quite bossy and I'm quite controlling and I'm all those sorts of things. But he quite likes it, so yeah. we we work well together. Do but you... he's no pushover either. He's not a wimp or anything. He's yeah. just really super nice and yeah. and kind. Oh. Oh, oh, that's what we want. Yes. What we want. Yeah, yeah. I just, and I funny. Just... He's very funny. Oh my oh, god, that's what yeah. we want. Got funny. I deserve happiness more than you, Miranda. I mean, I don't. I mean, did that sound cruel? No, I deserve a cut price range of sex. Toys. That's all you deserve, babe. <laughs> More than you. B&M. So, yeah, B and M. So you. So have you been married before? B- no, 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 nothing's happened to this. Has it? Nothing. Look at me. I'm surprised. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> My last relationship ended the day after Diana died. I don't want to talk about it. Really? Yeah. No way. Yeah. Oh, you're kidding me. I'm not kidding. I wouldn't. It's going to yeah, waste. But you have lots of 
Short-term relationship. <laughs> oh, 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 that's the phone. That's just the phone. That's just the phone. Um, <laughs> I want to go back to one thing you said, and then we're going to let you go. How long have you been writing about sex? Talking about sex. But my first book was in 1999. So what is it now? 2020. Um, I yeah, I started writing about sex then. But basically, so I I grew up with a big sister who. Um, used to work with family planning. So he used to talk to me about sex. It was like Otis from Sex Education. <laughs> and they'd come running to me. And then I did psychology and journalism at university and then couldn't quite decide which way to go. And then I went the way of journalism and then became associate editor of Cosmopolitan magazine, which was very sex-based and used to write all the sex articles because I kind of had an academic interest in sex. And then ended up becoming a freelance journalist, ended up getting all the sex commissions. And I was I was living in Australia and sending stuff through by fax, you know, like that's how old I am. And to Germany and places and thinking, God, doesn't anyone in Germany know how to write about sex? This is just <laughs> ridiculous. And then I thought, well, I've got loads of sex books, but I don't have one that I think's good. Yeah. So then I wrote a proposal for a really practical hot sex book, which was called Hot Sex, which was basically, here's how to masturbate. Put your finger there, do that here. Here's how to have oral sex put your hand here put your mouth here put your you know don't pull your teeth forward like blah 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 and I just went through every single thing on how and it was all very practical how to do it and it went incredibly incredibly well and then all of a sudden I I'm traveling around the world and they're saying calling me a sex expert and I'm like well okay then that's a bit interesting (laughs) isn't it I'll take it fine yeah Yeah. does it continue to capture you the subject yes it does the thing about publishers is that they like general sex books. So they don't like niche sex books. They like general sex books. So I was doing two books a year, as well as um, my columns, as well as TV shows, as well as radio, as oh well as, God. I mean, I don't know how the hell I did it, quite frankly. And they, but they would only ever want general sex books. And I mean, how many general sex books yeah. can you write? So I was thrilled to bits that I could actually write one, even though this is quite general, with a theme yeah. <laughs> that was, you know, over 50. So, and all of a sudden it was like, Oh, okay, there's loads to write about now because it's so different or the issues are quite different. So I was thrilled about that. But so I would do another sex book if they give me a theme. I think it's great that you've done the book. And I do think... um, Thank you. I think... I'm glad to be 50 now. Mm. I mean, mm. I'd like to be 25. <laughs> Would you? I, wouldn't you? I don't want to work all that. I don't want to do all that work again. Yeah. I really don't want to do no, all that work again. I just feel that we've, we've talked about this. I think 50 now is different to how it even was five years ago. Oh, yeah. Right. You know, which is... And I really think social media is a great leveler. I think, you know, I spend a lot of time on Twitter and I don't think people care about, you know, your age on there. It's just about if you're funny or interesting or talented or politics, you know, tally. Um, And then I just think you you just open your mind to new people. I think it's lovely. Yeah. It is like 15 hours. I mean, gosh. When you think back, like my um, my age, it's probably about my age. She said, like when when her grandmother went, well, like her grandmother, at, she remembers her at forty five or something. She said she had a tight little grey perm. Yeah. She had that. She's forty five. I mean, it's just ridiculous. That was not that long ago. Do you think the stigma is abating a bit more yes. with the young people? Well, I still find it extraordinary that we have talked about BB that. A, a perfectly good-looking fifty-year-old or you know fifty-plus-year-old can't pull somebody of her own age, but can pull a hot young guy. Yes. Yeah. What is that all about? It's it's just I feel like it's kind of a mixture of representation yeah. and also just like life because like guys as they get older get richer and they they want the dolly birds as the but they don't get token. any more attractive and then youngers want a bit of money because I, I think that's totally untrue now that 
you know, they used to say that men age beautifully and women don't. I think that's absute absolute rubbish. Yeah. I think now it's the opposite. Yeah. I think women, especially because we've got so much at our disposal, haven't we? Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. I think generally, you know, again, it's, you know, it's, it's a real ballpark thing, but if, if generally, men are allowed to age and women aren't yeah. still. Yeah. So men my age, and there's loads of men my age, you know, who I'd like with it, you know, just not interested in me. But there's, I, really? had, I, th- I think I have more in common actually with younger men. Yeah. Because men my age seem to have allowed themselves to age because they're allowed to. And yeah. that means, I yeah. said to you before, yeah. that kind of means pipe and slippers and, you yeah, know, whatever. And yeah. And women what, my age kind of weren't allowed to get older. So it's, yeah. all, you know, vim, vigor yeah. and boobs yeah. up, everything has to still be. And what that's resulted in is me kind of bit well women my age being a little bit bored mm. of maybe mm. men their own age yeah, yeah. but no I don't think it's mean at all I think it's probably about right it feels about right yeah. and younger men and also it's a really fascinating thing I find is I would have thought if I was dating someone much younger there'd be a dialing down like of references and everything nothing like that yeah nothing like that at all I'm I don't see Sam Taylor Wood, Sam Taylor Johnson and Aaron Johnson. They've got like a 25 year age gap or something. And he just says, he says, I just don't see, we just don't see. He said, she's got a really young soul. I've got quite an old spirit. He said, and we just, it's, I think younger men don't see age as much as no, they don't, men, no. my no. generation do. Maybe they're less worried about their image or something. Oh, because, maybe they've been yeah. raised by great women that yeah, teach yeah. them at, that women at every age should be visible. Yeah. Yeah. So, Maybe, yeah. I mean, you know, because the weird thing is, is that a lot of guys, younger guys, think that if you're older, you're going to be more experienced. But mm. then look at BB. So <laughs> it's not always, not always the case, is it? <laughs> i got to listen to this. <laughs> When's it on? Every Wednesday. Every Wednesday available from Apple, Spotify, oh so uh, podcast, anywhere you want to get your podcasts. <laughs> Tracy Cox, Tracy thank you Cox. so much for joining Will you stop? I can't help it. She's got anatomy in her name. (laughs) Tracy Cox. I'm going to let you say her name three more times to get it out of your system. Cox, Cox, Cox. (laughs) That wasn't saying the Tracy Cox, though. I can still say Tracy Cox one more time. (laughs) What did you think? (gasps) That was so interesting. And so, like... Like you were saying about how just there's so many stereotypes of what older people are and what their sex life is. And it's just so nice to get it just just, just blown out the water. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And Because I saw, um, just, sorry, just a little aside. Mm. Uh, there was a show on recently called The Circle. And in it, these young kids, they were all in their 20s. And they had someone, one of them had to pretend to be a 60-year-old. But they called her Ethel. Oh, I'd like staying in and playing bingo. And I thought, this isn't what 60-year-olds are like these days. Oh, I have grandkids and all my life is is just looking after. That's not what a yeah, 60-year-old when I get is. out of my chair, yeah. I managed to do that. Yeah, exactly. And we, how old were these kids? They were like in their 20s. And it's a recent show. Yeah. Oh, that upsets me. Yeah. Because I'd hope that changed a bit. Yeah, and I think... But people like Tracy, yeah. they will help change yeah. the the idea that you have to be stuck in your chair. Just, yeah. you know, unless you want to be tied into your chair. Oh well. Um, <laughs> she have lovely eyes. Oh, gorgeous Could eyes. Could you stop staring at her eyes? No, I wonder who she nicked them from. <laughs> Um, every time I talk to you it gets weirder and, and a little darker if you, if you don't mind me saying really 
really stop. I'm BB Lynch. <laughs> I'm Miranda Kay. Good Sex, Bad Sex was produced by Juliet Nichols for metro.co.uk. Okay, get in touch with us on Twitter at Good Sex, Bad Sex with the triple X at the end. It's the same address, but without the triple X. Go see our Instagram. And also, if you have a sexy question or a query or there's a topic you'd like us to cover um, on our podcast, please do let us know. Info at sexpod.co.uk. And we will see you next week. Uh. <laughs>